This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. early with Annie and Ando on Joy 94.9. Just gone 6 o'clock on your Wednesday morning, 15 degrees and a forecast top of 18. Good morning, Annie Louie. Good morning. Oh, it's a bit cool out there this morning. Everybody's banging on about the weather. Last night I was at a gig, everybody was addressing that, it. <laughs> we don't, like, I know we have like three seasons in one day, but I don't know, it's it's more my basil and tomatoes just started, the frost is uh, already starting to come in. Oh, uh, my housemate's trying to grow three measly tomato plants and she's mm. realised there aren't any bees in the living room, so she's going to have to put in- them outside. <laughs> inside. I, th- I thought you were going to say, I haven't seen them, all I hear is like, all sees this blue glow coming from her wardrobe, like she set up a hydroponic oh, system. Oh yeah, she probably could. Tomatoes. And it will never, it'll never grow. You haven't got any bees, Christine. Like, I don't care. Don't need bees for what we're growing. Um, handy home hint. You can pollinate your um, tomato flowers with a cotton bud. No way. Cotton bud. Where, where to stick it? Yeah, into where? the boy and then into the girl. And I think they're All quite right, gendered, I'll... those tomatoes. Damn. <laughs> Damn you, nature. Hey, what are we talking about today? Uh, today we are talking about lazy investing. You might have seen there's apps for it now. There's books. We'll get to that. There's even superstar TV presenters who are trying to give us advice to be like them. I know. Through lazy investing. So here's, if you want to play along with lazy investing this morning, here's the first bit of non-legal advice. This is yeah. no, no, no. There's a finance show here at Joy. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Apparently you take your shoes and socks off. Oh, that one. Mmm. Talking this morning about... Lazy investing, Annie Louie. Mm, so many ways to do it now. I would like to get educated. I come to you for everything, Ando, so I feel like you, you know not. a lot. <laughs> if I need advice for something, also if something... You know you have that friend who's like, oh, if I've accidentally run somebody over, who are you going to call first? Probably would call you. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's the nicest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Help oh. me hide the body. Annie, that's... That is seriously is... Oh, I've just got all warm and fuzzy really? inside. Oh. There I am with... Hang on, let me get the tractor out, Annie. <laughs> It's like I've never said anything nice to you before. You're like tearing oh, up. I am. Wow, that's yeah. But don't come to me for investment advice, which is why we um, say up front that this is not advice. You should seek your own advice. But let's talk about yeah. the dude that takes his shoes and socks off, Scotty Pape. I just had a look online. He's Aussie. He yes. lives around the corner. Victorian local. Yeah, yeah, he is now. But. I'm confused. Like he's, I think he has a one, like nearly a full page or half page column in the, one of the weekend papers, mm. and you can write in, "Dear Barefoot Investor," which is what they call him, um, you know. And whatever the question, it's not normally like the dear Dolly stuff. Yeah, it's more normally money based. Yes, and he's quite blunt slash directive in his views and advice. But what the hell has it got to do with no shoes and socks? Have you read the book? No. <laughs> Can, have you? I haven't because now it's gotten to that point where I'm too embarrassed to go into a shop and buy it. If I see it at a library, I might consider borrowing it, which I haven't been to a library in ages. But my housemate had it before he left. Mm-hmm. I asked to borrow it and he said, no, stay away from my books. And I helped oh. ship them away and that was it. Because it seems like everybody has read it and now I'm like afraid to admit I haven't read it. But okay. I think I do some of the things in the book already because my friend said it, 
really helped her clean up her entire savings. But she also admitted she was buying design clothes as a uni student and using her credit card and maxing out a credit card on things that were status items. And once she stopped doing that, she was paying off her debt. She was like, I asked her, what's the key thing you learned from this book? And she said not to have debt. And I'm like, Like, wow, mind blown. (laughs) Stop spending. (laughs) (laughs) But like it's a, I call it the maths model, pluses and minuses. You know, like you either spend it or... You can't spend more than you... Than you have. And then you have, yes. But then some, some of these investments are actually about doing exactly that. So borrowing money to then invest that money, which is negative ah. gear. So you can negative gear shares, for example. You could buy, let's say you borrow $1,000 and then you go out and buy $1,000. Oh, that's really interesting. And so you're claiming tax-wise, allegedly or apparently, because I just don't want anyone <laughs> yeah, saying yeah. this is advice, um, the, you, you claim the tax on the negative gearing of the cost of the finance, the cost of the interest on that $1,000, and then hopefully those shares also go up and then you'll yeah. have capital gains. So is negative gearing always a dirty word? I didn't think it ever was a dirty word. There's talk in Australian government around removing the ability to be able to do it. Because it was locking young people out of buying homes. Well, they argued that they're negative gearing because other people or not all people with the the funds to do it could actually buy more homes. So there was less Mm. homes on the market, yada, yada, increasing the house price. Well, I don't know what the excuse is now, but our house market is going through the roof. Ah, Yeah. The other thing is, have you heard the advice about getting a certain bank card from this guy? It's from, an from orange. Scott, does, does the barefoot dude, yeah. he doesn't have socks, but he's got bank cards in his back pocket. Yeah. So they're a certain bank mm. with a very distinctive orange card is apparently has a great rate or something and people go out and get this because of his advice and it's spread like wildfire. So you can look inside people's wallets. If mm. they've got the card, it means they've probably read the book directly. So I have a similar looking card, but it's for a different bank. So every time I pull it out, I can see this like light flickering in someone's eyes. Like, oh, you've read the barefoot and you've read... And I'm like, like, no, a- no, no, wait, hold on. Like, it's not. It's a totally different online bank. <laughs> and then they, they just... Walk they, away. Yeah, they walk away and there's sadness in their eyes. Or they notice that when they... Everyone puts their cards in the tray to like <laughs> split the bill. <laughs> Yours is not the genuine. It's not. McCoy. It's a rip. It's Annie and Ando on Joy ninety four point nine. We're talking this morning about lazy investing. You know the the sort that you don't have to work too hard. How many hours a day are we talking? Me? I do nothing. <laughs> I mean, I've done the whole put more money in your super thing. Yeah. So if you've got any extra cash, you might as well look after yourself for when you're old, and uh, maybe you can retire a little earlier. We should have actually got Elizabeth Jackson Jackson from Joy's Got Money program, who actually provides proper advice, I not think just she us taking hops the on breakfast. Yeah, we don't want to be stealing their thunder, but we just talked about the barefoot investor and I had no idea till you told me that Koshi was the original barefoot investor, essentially. He had his own book. Well, he's more the Chino investor, Chino and glasses bald investor because he's not not no – I'm still stuck on the barefoot thing. Do you think – it's barefoot because it was that wave of it was so trendy to go lawn bowls and take your shoes and socks off. No, I think off. it's a grassroots element. The oh. whole anyone can do it. You know, it's not about oh. being fancy, getting into, you know, some exclusive money club. So, so Koshi, I reckon, I don't know, would be, I don't know how old Scott Pope, Pope or Pape is. I reckon he'd be close to 40, 35, yep. 40. Koshi would be 60, 65. Yep. So there's a bit of age gap. Koshi was around first. He's like co-host on one of those morning shows and always had a mo- or has had a money column in the papers. For mm. Who would you be more inclined to trust? 
Trust. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. It's um, like Koshy's always rubbing it in on the cover of his book. He's firmly wearing shoes. Yes, and a sock. <laughs> and a sock. And a sock. On the on Koshy's 11-step money plan book, he, yeah, he's fully dressed with he's a shirt and dressed, a blazer in it. Trying to be relatable by sitting on a chair. Those pants have been um, hemmed poorly. <laughs> it's, the you know, sass on this one. No, you know when you see someone and they've hemmed the bottom of their jeans and it's clearly not... The do you reckon it's, hem. it's a koshy job? Yeah, it's a koshy job. I must teach him how to do an <laughs> yes, invisible you should. hem. Write a win, uh, write a an email to him. Um, um, I've been trying to half read at the same time, hence I'm getting a little muddled. I just love the disclaimers on all of this. Like we need one for this show. Look how long the disclaimer here is. We advise that the information contained in this book does not negate personal responsibility on the behalf of the reader for their own financial management, including <laughs> compliance with any legal requirements. That's just half of it. So. Let's apply that for this show as well. Yes, exactly. Whatever he said. Mm. Um, Do you, but Koshi's built an empire on his media personality. I don't know if he's really that relatable anymore. To maybe your generation. Yeah, I don't know. Who's relating to him? That show rates its bejeebus off. He's got a podcast. He's got a panel in the paper or a column in the paper. Yeah. He came out recently, according to the Daily Mail, saying... Anyone can save $10,000 in 20 days. And he copped a whole heap of backlash. I reckon he makes that in 30 seconds. Yeah, rumour has it he earns a mil just for doing the sun-up program yeah. or whatever in the wow. morning. But, yeah, so the criticism was, because his advice was just get a couple of, get a side hustle or a, a couple of extra My side jobs. hustle makes me poor. Like, how does that work? We earn nothing from our side hustle. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's... I don't know, 10000 bucks in 20 days. You've got to be having a revenue stream to be able to do that. Where are the testimonials? I would like to see them. Oh, can you find them on his website? We might have to have a look at it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Koshy, help me save 10 grand. Would you invest in wood? <laughs> no. No, never thought about that. You going to tell about it? Yes. Okay. Snuggle up to Annie and Ando every weekday morning on Joy. Lazy investing. We are chatting about it today, and you are going to tell me about trees, something to do with investing in trees. Trees, remembering that this is not financial advice. Um, a lot of people got big in the last decade or two on investing in forest, and particularly sandalwood. Sandalwood. That's sandalwood. usually burning at some hippie store. Well, that's what I think. Is there that such a market for the essential oil of sandalwood? Yeah. Because <laughs> at the Vic Market, I think it's imitation ones oh, they sell there. Can you know. build something with it? Yeah, maybe. I don't even know what they do with what the sandalwood. What kind of wood is sandalwood? The, the biggest sort of supplier in the world is India, I think. And so, yeah, the northern Australia, there's the climate's great for sandalwood. The, the theory goes like this. You invest in the little saplings, the tiny little <laughs> yep. tree. They plant lots of them. And then 15 years later, you cash out as all the timbers felled and uh-huh. sent off to become essential oils. Become essential oils. Hmm. <laughs> When's that bubble going to burst? And people are making, like, there's a call that there's actually lots of money is one side of the story. The other side of the story is there's some of these plantations where a fire has gone through. Oh, no. My investment must be my retirement Up fund. In smoke, or a storm, like a mini tornado goes through and suddenly all your trees are falling down yeah. prematurely. Yep. Well, I was just reading, Koshy says, don't invest what you can't afford. So if you were putting your entire life savings into sandalwood, Maybe not a good idea. God, that's wise, Koshy. Are you, are you becoming a bit of a Koshy <laughs> I'm, I'm Koshy. I'm channeling him. Well, you said before that you kind of were late to jump on the barefoot investor. 
Yeah, bus. still haven't quite jumped on it. Well, but then the more I hear about it, it yeah, <laughs> I think it's gone. <laughs> but the more I read about it, the more I realise I'm already doing a lot of those, th- those things, except for the investing in shares kind of things. Chairs. Yes. We did a show about chairs the other chairs, day. Chairs, yes. And chairs. it all started because you wanted to do a, a show on shares. So chairs. we're kind of doing it now. What else have you got for me? In terms of like apps and share things. Apps and shares things. So did you, I don't know when you grew up, but when I grew up, mum and dad always had corn jar. I think they had one in their bedroom and one in the pantry. And I've continued that thing of, you know, you get mm. home from work and you empty your pockets and you put all the coins in the coin jar. Yeah, we didn't have that. We had, I think we had a coin drawer where random change would go in there. And then my dad always had heaps in the car for parking. And yes. it's really smart. And also going to the market, everything's done in cash and you can get things done a lot faster if you've got a bag full of coins. Yes, because your one nectarine is you yep. know, 60 cents, 80 cents. Yeah, or- and sometimes you can uh, get a discount when you're like, oh, this is all I've got. Like, can you just round it? And they were, all right, fine. Oh, <laughs> didn't know that one. Haggling. Well, there's an app I use called, oh, it doesn't matter what it's called, but it's a rounding app. So I connected my credit cards to it. And every time I use my credit card to pay for something, let's say something's $8.45, it rounds up to the next dollar. So 55 cents will be added to that transaction. Uh, and that 55 cents- dollar. That's a lot actually. Maximum's 99 cents. Yes, yes, but for lots of different things, you, that's you'd be tapping all day, every day. Well, it depends how often you shop, yeah. but like I don't shop a lot, but when I do, at least, and I forgot about that app. Nice, completely forgot about it, and I turned it on the other day just to have a look because yeah. it just happens in the background. Yeah, you don't, yeah, And on your bank statement, it'll say you know supermarket sixty dollars, but actually it was fifty nine twenty, and eighty cents went to this yeah. rounding app. Oh, so you have to open the app every time you pay no, for things? No, 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 not at all. What? It's all just set what up. The? Okay. I know. I don't know what permissions <laughs> I've given them. You know what makes me think how easy it would be to skim off your shop? If I just had tapped some kind of, you <laughs> Two know... Two bucks for any little... Yeah, <laughs> every time I'd be mega, mega bucks rich now. <laughs> just need to make my own app, the Annie yeah, app. Yeah, the Annie app. For scamming people. <laughs> 29 minutes past 6, 15 degrees and a forecast top of 18 for Melbourne. We're talking lazy investing, Annie, and I think mm. we've missed one. What's the laziest you could possibly get? You're laying on the couch, Netflixing and chilling or, or having a pack of donuts or whatever you do yeah. to, to unwind and the phone rings. Bring, 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 bring. Hello, this is Annie. Oh, yes, this is so-and-so from the trustee estate. Your great-great-grandmother or, aunt, or auntie in the village has left you <laughs> seven factories, wow. three hotels wow. and a medium-sized yacht. Amazing. There's no there's no water where we're from. How'd the, you get a yacht? In the mountainside, yeah. she's got a yacht. Point B, like, inheritance is because you haven't done anything. Yeah, that's pretty lazy. But it's not always an investment if they just give you a bunch of money and then you blow it. This is true. Because we talked a little bit about horror stories around that, having a sudden win and then your life turns around and next minute it was worse than it was before. That's right. I think money in families, inheritances actually bring out some of the worst behaviours and cause the biggest family rifts. My parents were really smart. They made sure they had no money. So (laughs) my sister and I would get along for the rest of our lives. (laughs) So true. Same with my dad. I got that Toyota Echo of mine, 2004. That's all I've inherited from my dad. So you didn't get the Swarovski crystal? No, I didn't. I had the oh, crystal Annie. swans. They stayed at my mum's place. Keep your eyes on those. <laughs> Do you ever wander around and go, when, you, when you're gone, I want that? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. We used to always well, play that two, game. There's two. <laughs> <laughs> White people, man. They're brutal. Um, <laughs> this is 
sister and I, like, there's two two each. So, two, as in, I, I'll take one, she'll take one. Uh, <laughs> like my father's coin collection, he deliberately did want two penny collections, one for oh, my sister, yes. one for me. Yeah, fairness and equality. That's an investment in time. Those pennies? Yeah. Give us a penny, Ando. I've Come got, on. I've got some sterlings or something, a whole heap of sterlings that are allegedly are worth lots of money. <laughs> Thanks I for don't. telling us all. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the shoebox under the bed. Yes, great. In Fantastic. The guest yep. <laughs> no, but when you think about inheritance, it is one way of coming into money. And depending on what your parents have done, do you have a belief that, let's say you have some kids, you want to leave a financial legacy for them? Mm, like, very interesting. Good question. Because you want them to make their own way yeah. and realise hard work gets money and you should do that. And like I say, I'm not sure about when they're teenagers and they don't get any pocket money from their parents. When like I had friends whose parents were loaded and they still were like, I'm poor, I can't go to the movies. And it's like, come on. Oh. Your parents need to help you out here. Like, you're 15. Like, just get some money from them. Maybe they were asset rich and not cash rich. No. No, they were, yeah, they were wealthy. Both, yeah. <laughs> but if your kid's really struggling, I think at the time you should be obliged to help out. And maybe that is my Chinese background coming out. Or get a part-time job. No, because you also connected them forever. Like, you chose to have kids. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know harsh? if it's because my parents didn't leave a legacy even though mum's still alive, kind of, we manage yeah. her finances yeah. and that's not that's my sister's job and she does it takes a minute, minute a year to manage. Oh, that's good. Um, but, yeah, I, if I had kids, I don't know that I feel compelled to leave them a legacy, like a financial legacy. I want them to have learned some life lessons and to have yeah. had some experiences and to, to share some really important values. Or is it just because you're projecting your childhood back onto them? Like, I didn't get this, therefore you won't either. Oh, my God, my three free therapist is sitting opposite <laughs> me. We're talking about lazy investing. If you've got any tips, how lazy can you be when it comes to investments? <laughs> and my tip is to invest in yourself. It's pretty lazy, but every time I pay for a course or something, I'm like, I'm the greatest asset. That's deep. <laughs> we didn't, I didn't tell Anna I was going to say that. Wow. Was, I didn't know where uh, you were away. going with that, buddy. Yeah. Let's that's, talk about loss super, though. That's one way people have managed to find some mysterious finances when they need it. Oh, do you know how much in Australia is unclaimed super in terms of how a much billion money? dollars. Seventeen and a half. Billion? Yes. Wowee. Who's investing that and who's getting the benefit of it? No one. Should, right? I'm sure. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. What is money? It's weird. <laughs> Lost super. Oh, they're, they're, I got a letter once and it was, let's say, from the Nursing Federation um, superannuation. Why would you pardon fund. that? And it said, you know, you, your name, your address, and you've got $1,800 unclaimed super. And I was tempted to reply. Did it seem like a scam? No, but it was more, I've never been a nurse. Yeah, you've never been a nurse. I've never <laughs> been a member of the nurses. No. I actually know the three or four different super companies I've been with my whole life yeah. since super was started. Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? There never used to be super. What was before that? You just have to save for your own retirement. You would save or be reliant upon the government for oh, pensions. So it's, I see. Th- theoretically. The government put it back on us. Or employers to actually pay for people's I see. retirement. Yep. Yes. So, what happened to the money? I didn't even ring up. It wasn't me. Oh, but it had your name and address. Yes, but oh, I definitely ring. I up think just a they're question. out. Would you? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, did I win? Carly <laughs> Shuey, forty two yeah. Thistlewaite Street, and, and you go, that's oh, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> 
my mum had lost super and uh, we have to do all of her admin for her. Mm. Sometimes it feels like, did you just have us so that you can navigate life? Because you... English isn't great, and oh, that admin. You had to teach her about safe sex and stuff. All sorts too. of things, including yeah. financial stuff. And I don't even know that much about finances, but my sister and I were ringing up all these places. They sent us off to the ATO because the super company no mm-hmm. longer had it. They're like, oh, it's gone because, you know, we we saw that you hadn't put any money in this account for a while. Do you know they can do that? They just close your account, send it back to yeah. the government. And my mum had thought that her employer was contributing this whole time that she was working. So she was really ticked off because they lied to her and ah. said that they were hospo man and so <laughs> yeah <laughs> she we ended up ringing the uh, ato and then they were like check with these other places and by the time we found it after all this work we were expecting you know a decent sum of money having she's in her late 50s now and yeah. has worked hospo for most of her life so we we're like okay it's worth doing all the admin because there'll be money at the end oh boy there was not money at the end there was something what? like Two grand. And I was like, we were losing our beep because it was so funny. <laughs> so had all these, as you, as you go to each place and go, where is it? And they keep moving yeah. it around. Were you paying like admin fees and, and oh, investigation fees? Oh, but my time fees? is valuable. <laughs> but there's nothing left. There's nothing there. We were like, what the heck? Like, this is meant to take you out for the rest of your life. Like, so you could retire comfortably. And then I'm an artist and my life flashed before my eyes because Chinese parents, Asian parents, they rely on their kids to support them. There's no such thing as like, you don't go to a home. That's disrespectful. So she's just lurking around in the background waiting for us to help her out. She doesn't even, she doesn't pay for things anymore when we go out because she wants to be able to brag to her friends how great her kids are. So, so she I'm forces like, you to be great. Yeah, I'm like, I'm an artist and uh, great. Like, I have to support myself and this woman for the rest of our lives. Do you think you can convince her to sell sell up the house and then move in with you to the share house? That, yeah, we should do that. It's <laughs> like, I think that's how some, some siblings get the family home is they kind of go, oh, well, I'm the one that's always going to take care of you. It's, oh, not, yes. it's not my sister. Mm. And then suddenly they move into the family home and you can never get them out. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I just start moving share house um, people in to her place. I'll just Airbnb it without her knowing. Without, well, she's such a good cook too. Imagine yeah, that. Comes Homestay. with mm. That could be good though. She did consider that. She said, I wouldn't mind taking in an international student. What about a foster child? <laughs> just send them there. Fosterchildren.com. <laughs> just a kid rocks up. We're talking lazy investing this morning. And Annie, one thing that you could, I think it's an investment that some people don't, is buying things that over time, their value goes up. That sounds like an investment. That's an investment, isn't Buying it? So, something that you're going to sell later to make more money back. Yeah. There's a guy that actually runs a company in America that buys shoes, sneakers, trainers. Yep. Sneakerheads are that- a thing. Oh. People who are really into the footwear, they line up for ages for a collector's item, but they also enjoy wearing nice sneakers and collecting them. Uh, this guy doesn't isn't really I think he had boat shoes on and, and some che- <laughs> okay. and some chinos. <laughs> yeah. But he's doing it because over time the value goes up. Yeah. So limited edition stuff or he one one pair of shoes he paid six hundred and fifteen thousand dollars for. What? A pair Six, of what? Six over half a million US dollars. Where's he getting this money from? Oh, he's probably got venture capitalists involved. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It's a big operation. <laughs> he, he sold some coins, bitcoins yeah, or something. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and it's a pair that Michael Jordan wore once in a display match. So not even a, a like a no proper NBL. Yeah. A no stakes match. Wow. And how much did he make back? 
Well, he hasn't sold them yet. He's sitting on them. <laughs> and he's convinced they're not going to decrease in value. He's convinced they're going to go you up in value. You want to have like a glass cabinet and lasers all around that thing. Because imagine <laughs> somebody does something, scratches them. Yeah. <laughs> like um, Value goes down. What's that beautiful woman, Michael Douglas's wife? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Zeta yep. Like her and Sean Connery sneak into your place. And that movie I love. <laughs> they Entrapment. have a party have or something. S- no, no they, they were burglars. Ah, uh, yeah. Entrapment. And they were kind of robbing against each other. And they, in the Scottish Highlands, he said. <laughs> robbing up a- and robbing. Rubbing and rubbing. He set up like a pretend museum with la- the string was actually the pretend laser beams and she had to like move. Yeah. I love that. Great. Love a heist movie. Oh, so do I. Have you seen Money Heist? No. What's that? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm adding it to my list. The only thing. Um, it's um, Netflix. Yeah. Money Heist. I think there's three seasons. It's about um, this a robbery of the mint. Oh, love it. Um, Love it already. The only catch, yep. it's translation, so the English doesn't always match the lips moving. It's dubbed. Yes. Oh, I don't know if I can handle I that. got halfway oh, through no. season one, and I just thought it was Why my internet connection. <laughs> and I'm like, the lips are moving, and then they speak, and I'm like, what's going on? But it's it was like still... like copy. If yeah. you love a heist movie... Sure, I can persist through... Oh, it's, yeah. it's worth it. I Subtitles. Finished it. I would that. love oh, it. Nice. Okay. Now, back to collecting. There's a dude that bought a $4 picture frame at a Pennsylvania flea market a little while ago Mm. because he wanted the frame. When he pulls it apart at home, behind it is a Declaration of Independence, one of about four or five that was only ever printed back in the 18th century in the US. Declaration of Independence. It's worth $8.14 million. There's an investment from four bucks. The guy didn't know he was investing in anything when he bought it. Does that count? He came across some unexpected riches, I'd call that. (laughs) That's a different show. Maybe we should do that. Up early. Annie and Ando are up with you too. 6 till 7am every weekday on Joy. Okay, so I've worked out that if you're just lucky, that's not investment. So lazy luck versus lazy luck. Lazy luck. Lady luck. Lady luck. Lazy luck. Yeah. Lotto, is that an investment? (laughs) No. No. My system's foolproof. The definition I've set up, I think it works. Give it to me. What? Your just system. That. What? It is that if you came across it and it just fell from the heavens, it's not an investment. It's just, but what you do with it then could be exactly. an investment. Yeah. So if your grandma carks it, gave you some money, not really an investment. But if you put it into something that might grow over time, yes. Like GameStop? Yeah, what is this? Okay. That's, we didn't even how, open how that lo- can of words. How long have, how long have we got for me to explain it. short selling? Uh, do it in uh, 25 words or less. I can't. Um, you borrow shares, you sell them then, um, banking on the fact that they're going to go down. You buy them back when they've gone down and you make the difference. Oh, okay. So it's like pushing them around a bit. Yeah. Yeah, there's some argument around the world around um, analysts will often release a report and say, oh, Annie Louie, Proprietary Limited, um, is anticipated that her assets are depleted and blah, 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 blah. Everyone starts to sell and suddenly they benefit from the short sell. That's what's claimed. But the Reddit group that's pushing uh, GameStop is actually about arguing or fighting against these hedge funds and short sellers and they're just basically making the price go up because everyone's just buying more and more. Yeah. How interesting. That's, are you being serious? Are you, are you patronising me, Annie Louie? My brain 
is boggled by all of this. Um, I'm surprised we pulled off a whole show about finance-related stuff. I know, but it gets better tomorrow, Annie Louie. Returns and exchanges we're talking oh, about. I mean, it's sort of money-related. What a big money week. <laughs> I know. You can walk out of here just being better. I am, as a person, because of you <laughs> and the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Stick around for the Murphys. We're back with you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.